Hi, everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. All right, everybody, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today is wild. We are talking from Leviticus 14 to 16. There's a lot of discharge talk, which is kind of gross. And then we get to the Day of Atonement, which is the center of Leviticus. It's kind of like the uh, the place where things start to pivot is this process of the Day of Atonement. So, Jenny, <laughs> which passage are you excited to talk about? Well, I think they're trying to really just cover all their bases here with like <laughs> making sure that everything is known, which I appreciate because I am very detail focused. So it's like, I guess, good to know this is what the expectations are. But uh-huh. yeah. What interest what is interesting to me is that this is a very old document and what's in it is very applicable to today. Like it's literally like, hey, once you stop showing signs of being sick, wait seven days before you're back into community. It's literally like, hey, make sure you're not contagious anymore. You're um, not like cut off permanently. It's just get better and come back when you're better. Uh, I do want to I well, there's a couple things. One, it, there's there's also direction for how to keep your house clean. Yes. I wish it said put essential oils in the diffuser, (laughs) like smell some thieves. It actually gives directions for like, hey, if there is nasty stuff in your house, take the plaster away, dump it outside the camp. Sometimes you're going to have to put new stones in there. So this just shows how far God is going to care for his people well to make sure that they stay healthy. It's, It's pretty amazing that God's doing that. So something else that I had picked up, I think I actually talked about this on the episode from the other day. But this, again, this whole chapter 15, talking about being clean, unclean for women specifically, um, when they are bleeding or menstruating, um, they are required to, I forget the timeline. Do you remember off the top of your head? I know that you just read it. Well, they're they're unclean as long as it's continuing. Okay, right. Um, But because of that, um, it caused me to think of the accounts in... Mark 5. Mark 5, yeah. Um, of the woman who I I said the other day she was bleeding for eight years. That is incorrect. She was bleeding for 12 years. Um, and so she had come to Jesus wanting to be healed of this. So it's actually like something that was being practiced in the time of Jesus that we are learning about right here, like the requirements for her. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine 12 years of this. Like cut off constant, out of yes. So it took a lot of faith for her to come and just like grab onto Jesus and because she's instantly in so doing, healed. Yeah, in so doing, she is like making him, if you will, unclean. All right. So now that we got all that nastiness out of the way, uh, chapter sixteen is actually pretty <laughs> important. <laughs> chapter sixteen is the center of Leviticus, and it is the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement is Woo-hoo. very important. Because this is how the people of Israel are cleansed once a year. There's also a lot of allusion to Jesus that we can take out of the Day of Atonement. Uh, What is going to happen is that they are going to bring two goats forward. One goat gets sacrificed. The other goat gets sent out into the wilderness with the sins of the people What if it it comes back? (laughs) That that would be a bummer. I just envision, like, goats are super annoying. So, like, they just kind of do whatever they want. So, this is a very serious uh, ceremonial thing. Uh, actually, the the clothes that the high priest wears to atone, to offer these sacrifices, have to stay in the holy place because they are, like, very special. So, this day is a big, big, big deal. 
um, when the when the priest sacrifices the one goat, it shows like the blood sacrifice that covers sins. He's also going to put his hands over the other goat and basically represent that sin is now on this goat and it's going to go out in the wilderness. It becomes known as the scapegoat, it's which so is weird. where we get that term today. You will see there's like a goofy name in there. Uh, give the give. Uh, let's see. Let's look at. Chapter 16, verse 10. But the goat on which the lot fell for Aziel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to Aziel. When I first read that, I was like, who is this person? Or like, what is this wild name? Uh, and it actually seems to be just a blend of names that mean goat and goes away. So it's probably alluding to the fact that it is a scapegoat and it is wandering mm -hmm. off into the wilderness to be forgotten. So it's a great visual picture of forgiveness of sin like the debt is paid mm -hmm. and then the sin wanders off never, never to be remembered back. yeah exactly ultimately it's only showing people something that is to come the ultimate mm -hmm. fulfillment of this promise that is jesus will come and take the sins of the people he will pay for those sins and he will bring forgiveness to the people something i envision too is if like i think of like a sift and all of the sins of all the people in this sift and the ones that fall through are the ones that have been like accounted for that people yeah. have brought their offerings for. Yeah. And the ones that are left are the ones that are like atoned via this goat. Mm -hmm. And that kind of helps me to understand a little bit more. Like it's just, it's atonement for all of the things that were basically just left unsaid. Right. But yeah. which is a really cool thing thinking about Jesus too, mm -hmm. because there are plenty of sins that he has forgiven that are not, that people have not asked for forgiveness for. There are sins of commission and sins of omission. Oh my, If you want that's the really fancy words, words. Yes. it's like the sins that you do on purpose and the sins that you like forget about or don't even know about. The ways yeah. that you miss the mark that you own up to, the ways that you miss the mark that you actually don't even think about. Um, God brings forgiveness for all those things, but you must accept atonement. Like mm -hmm. it's not universal. You have to actually come into covenant with God. We do that by Jesus accepting that he is God, that he did die for our sins, he did pay for our sins, and ultimately he triumphed over death and ushers us into new life. So the your part today is very straightforward. We don't need a day of atonement anymore because Jesus is the ultimate day of atonement. Like Jesus took the sins of the people on himself. He gave his life. He was a blood sacrifice for our sins. He conquered death. He rose to new life and he pays for our sins and gives us forgiveness but we don't receive that forgiveness if we don't accept it from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, like, to, just to be very straightforward, if you are not walking in relationship with Jesus, why are you doing that? Like, you don't you don't have to walk in your sin. You can accept the, the free gift of grace that comes only through Jesus. How do you do that? You confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and God forgives our sins. Like, he is faithful and just, 1 John 1, 9, he's faithful and and just forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when you enter into faith in Jesus, your sins are no longer counted against you. You don't walk in those sins anymore. Uh, you walk in hope. new life in Christ. <laughs> you are raised to new life in Christ. The old you is dead. The new you is alive. Um, let's walk in the truth of the gospel today. I'm so thankful that we don't have to do this goat stuff no anymore. No more scapegoat. No more scapegoats. We can just believe in Jesus and let the Holy Spirit rule and reign in our hearts. So we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.
Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's Plan Your Part. Also, we are a listener-supported podcast, so if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now, here's the reading for today. Leviticus chapter 14. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leprous person for the day of cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall look. Then if the case of leprous disease is healed in the leprous person, the priest shall command them to take for him, who is to be cleansed, two live clean birds, and cedar wood, and scarlet yarn, and hyssop. And the priest shall command them to kill one of the birds in an earthenware vessel over fresh water. He shall take the live bird with the cedar wood and the scarlet yarn and hyssop and dip them and the live bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. And he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed of the leprous disease. Then he shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird go into the open field. And he who is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes and shave off all his hair and bathe himself in water, and he shall be clean. And after that he may come into the camp but live outside his tent for seven days. And on the seventh day he shall shave off all his hair from his head, his beard, and his eyebrows. He shall shave off all his hair, and then he shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and he shall be clean. And on the eighth day he shall take two male lambs without blemish, and one ewe lamb a year old without blemish, and a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, and one log of oil. And the priest who cleanses him shall set the man who is to be cleansed and these things before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And the priest shall take one of the male lambs and offer it for a guilt offering, along with a log of oil, and wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And he shall kill the lamb in the place where they kill the sin offering and the burnt offering, in the place of the sanctuary. For the guilt offering, like the sin offering, belongs to the priest. It is most holy." The priest shall take some of the blood of the guilt offering, and the priest shall put it on the lobe of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Then the priest shall take some of the log of oil, and pour it into the palm of his own left hand, and dip his right finger in the oil that is on his left hand, and sprinkle some oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. And some of the oil that remains in the hand of the priest shall be put on the lobe of the right ear, of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of the right hand, on the big toe of the right foot, on top of the blood of the guilt offering. And the rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand shall be put on the head of him who is to be cleansed. Then the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord. The priest shall offer the sin offering to make atonement for him who is to be cleansed from his uncleanness. And afterward he shall kill the burnt offering. And the priest shall offer the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar. Thus the priest shall make atonement for him, and he shall be clean. But if he is poor and cannot afford so much, then he shall take one male lamb for a guilt offering to be waived, to make atonement for him, and a tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering and a log of oil. Also two turtle doves or two pigeons, whichever he can afford. The one shall be a sin offering and the other a burnt offering. And on the eighth day he shall bring them for his cleansing to the priest, to the entrance of the tent of meeting before the Lord. And the priest shall take the lamb of the guilt offering and the log of oil, and the priest shall wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And he shall kill the lamb of the guilt offering, and the priest shall take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the lobe of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. And the priest shall pour some of the oil into the palm of his own left hand, 
and shall sprinkle with his right finger some of the oil that is on the left hand seven times before the Lord. And the priest shall put some of the oil that is in his hand on the lobe of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, in the place where the blood of the guilt offering was put. And the rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand he shall put on the head of him who is to be cleansed, to make atonement for him before the Lord. And he shall offer of the turtle doves or of the pigeons, whichever he can afford, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering, along with the grain offering. And the priest shall make atonement before the Lord for him who is being cleansed. This is the law of him who is a case of a leprous disease, who cannot afford the offerings of his cleansing. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When you come into the land of Canaan, which I gave you for a possession, and you put a case of a leprous disease in a house in the land of your possession, then he who owns the house shall come to tell the priest, There seems to me to be some case of disease in my house. Then the priest shall command that they empty the house before the priest goes to examine the disease, lest all that is in the house be declared unclean. And afterward the priest shall go in to see the house, and he shall examine the disease. And if the disease is in the walls of the house with greenish or reddish spots, and if it appears to go deeper than the surface, then the priest shall go out of the house to the door of the house and shut up the house for seven days. And the priest shall come again on the seventh day and look. If the disease has spread in the walls of the house, then the priest shall command that they take out the stones in which the disease is and throw them into an unclean place outside the city. And he shall have the inside of the house scraped all around, and the plaster that they scrape off shall pour out in an unclean place outside the city. Then they shall take other stones and put them in the place of those stones, and he shall take other plaster and plaster the house. If the disease breaks out again in the house, after he has taken out the stones and scraped the house and plastered it, then the priest shall go and look. And if the disease has spread in the house, it is a persistent leprous disease in the house, and it is unclean. And he shall break down the house, its stones and timbers, and all the plaster of the house, and he shall carry them out of the city to an unclean place. Moreover, whoever enters the house while it is shut up shall be unclean until the evening. And whoever sleeps in the house shall wash his clothes, and whoever eats in the house shall wash his clothes. But if the priest comes and looks, and if the disease has not spread in the house after the house was plastered, then the priest shall pronounce the house clean, for the disease is healed. And for the cleansing of the house, he shall take two small birds with cedar wood and scarlet yarn and hyssop, and he shall kill one of the birds in the earthenware vessel over fresh water, and shall take the cedar wood and the hyssop and the scarlet yarn along with the live bird, and dip them in the blood of the bird that was killed in the fresh water, and sprinkle the house seven times. Thus he shall cleanse the house with the blood of the bird, and with the fresh water, and with the live bird, and with the cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet yarn. And he shall let the live bird go out of the city into the open country. So he shall make atonement for the house, and it shall be clean. This is the law for any case of leprous disease, for an itch, for a leprous disease in a garment or in a house, and for a swelling or an eruption or a spot, to show when it is unclean and when it is clean. This is the law for a leprous disease. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, when any man has a discharge from his body, his discharge is unclean. And this is the law of his uncleanness for a discharge, whether his body runs with his discharge or his body is blocked up by his discharge, it is uncleanness. Every bed on which the one with the discharge lies shall be unclean, and everything on which he sits shall be unclean. And anyone who touches his bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. 
And whoever sits in anything on which the one with the discharge has sat shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water to be unclean until the evening. And whoever touches the body of the one with the discharge shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And if the one with the discharge spits on someone who is clean, then he shall wash his clothes in the, in the water and be unclean until evening. And any saddle on which the one with the discharge rides shall be unclean, and whoever touches anything that was under him shall be unclean until the evening. And whoever carries such things shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Anyone whom the one with the discharge touches without having rinsed his hands in water shall wash, to, wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And an earthenware vessel that the one with the discharge touches shall be broken, and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. And when the one with the discharge is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count for himself seven days for his cleansing, and wash his clothes. And he shall bathe his body in fresh water, and shall be clean. And on the eighth day he shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons, and come before the Lord to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and give them to the priest. And the priest shall use them one for the sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord for his discharge. If a man has an emission of semen, he shall bathe his whole body in water and be unclean until the evening. And every garment and every skin on which the semen comes shall be washed with water to be unclean until the evening. If a man lies with a woman and has an emission of semen, both of them shall bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the evening. When a woman has a discharge, and the discharge in her body is blood, she shall be in her menstrual impurity for seven days, and whoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening. And everything on which she lies during her menstrual impurity shall be unclean. Everything also on which she sits shall be unclean, and whoever touches her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And whoever touches anything on which she sits shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Whether it is the bed or anything on which she sits, when he touches it, he shall be unclean until the evening. And if any man lies with her and her menstrual impurity comes upon him, he shall be unclean seven days, and every bed on which he lies shall be unclean. If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, not at the time of her menstrual impurity, or if she has a discharge beyond the time of her impurity, all the days of the discharge she shall continue in uncleanness. As in the days of her impurity she shall be unclean. Every bed on which she lies, all the days of her discharge shall be to her as the bed of her impurity. And everything on which she sits shall be unclean, as in the uncleanness of her menstrual impurity. And whoever touches these things shall be unclean, and shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. But if she is cleansed of her discharge, she shall count for herself seven days, and after that she shall be clean. And on the eighth day she shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons and bring them to the priest, to the entrance of the tent of meeting. And the priest shall use one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for her before the Lord for her unclean discharge. Thus you shall keep the people of Israel separate from their uncleanness, lest they die in their uncleanness by defiling my tabernacle that is in their midst. This is the law for whom him who has a discharge and for him who has an emission of semen becoming unclean thereby. Also for her who is unwell with her menstrual impurity, that is for anyone, male or female, who has a discharge and for the man who lies with a woman who is unclean. 
The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they drew near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat that is on the ark, so that he may not die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. But in this way Aaron shall come into the holy place with a bull from the herd for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat and shall have the linen undergarment on his body and he shall tie the linen sash around his waist and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and then put them on. And he shall take them from the congregation of the people of Israel, two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and his house. Then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and Aaron shall cast lots over the two goats, and one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for Azael. And Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord, and use it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for Azael shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to Azael. Aaron shall present the bull as a sin offering for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall kill the bull as a sin offering for himself, and he shall take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord, and two handfuls of sweet incense beaten small, and he shall bring it inside the veil, and put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that is over the testimony, so that he does not die." And he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat on the east side in front of the mercy seat. He shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring its blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat in front of the mercy seat. Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the people of Israel, and because of their transgressions, all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting, which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleanness. No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place, until he comes out and has made atonement for himself, and for his house, and for all the assembly of Israel. Then he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord, and make atonement for it. And he shall take some of the blood of the bull, and some of the blood of the goat, and put it on the horns of the altar all around. And he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times, and cleanse it and consecrate it from the uncleanness of the people of Israel. And when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place in the tent of meeting and the altar, he shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, and confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel, and all their transgressions, all their sin. And he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of the man who is in readiness. The goat shall bear all their iniquities on itself to a remote area, and he shall let the goat go free in the wilderness. Then Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting and shall take off the linen garments that he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. And he shall bathe his body in water in a holy place and put on his garments and come out and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people, and make atonement for himself and for the people. And the fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar. And he who lets the goat go to Aziel shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and afterward he may come into the camp, and the bull for the sin offering, and the goat for the sin offering. 
whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place, shall be carried outside the camp. Their skin and their flesh and their dung shall be burned up with fire. And he who burns them shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. And afterward he may come into the camp. And it shall be a statute to you forever that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourselves and shall do no work, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict yourselves. It is a statute forever. And the priest who is anointed and consecrated as priest in his father's place shall make atonement wearing the holy linen garments. He shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting and for the altar. And he shall make atonement for the priest and for all the people of the assembly. And this shall be a statute forever for you, that atonement may be made for the people of Israel once in the year because of all their sins. And Aaron did this as the Lord commanded Moses. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.